good. Do we need to... Do I need to ask my last question again? Yes, you should. All right. Um, yeah, if I remember right, I thought you maybe mentioned going to a Christian university. Is that yeah, accurate? I, yeah, I went after high school. I had a scholarship to go to art school. And I didn't want to do it because, like, I, for me, like, I paint and draw, like, surrealism and stuff. Uh-huh. And so for me, like the idea of like going to another school just to pay some money plus a scholarship for people to tell me what to do wasn't like, I didn't want to do that. Well, there is something about art school that seems a little bit like... Stupid. It's antithetical. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's against the the core idea of art to teach someone how to how to be an artist. It's like, no, it's just... You can't teach it. Yeah, yeah. Like, my parents, they, growing up, like, they had me in, like, art programs. I did, like, after-school art programs. And then from middle school all through high school, every year, for both halves of the year, I did art class. I don't know how I finagled it, but I did art classes and got credits for all of them. And so, for me, I felt like I had more than, like, I was taught traditional and a bunch, like I was taught how to do everything. So I was like, I'm going to go to university and they're going to teach me all the history about certain things that I've already spent time learning anyways, because I'm a fan of what I do. And then they're going to teach me how to hold a brush from a university level. So I just felt like everything I do is like moody, dreamy. And like, there was just so much about it. So I've, for me, I kind of just wanted to go somewhere where I would like learn more about me and like who I am and stuff like that. Um, and so I grew up in church, so I was like, I'll just go to Bible University and learn about that. Yeah, what was uh, what was your religious upbringing like? Uh, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so for me it was all, it was like a party, like Damn. four days a week. So, and my dad has been in like an assistant pastor in like every church we've gone to, so. So Pentecostal is like, that's like speaking in tongues and shit? Yeah. 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 So for me, and then I went to a, a Pentecostal charismatic Bible school, so for me, like my whole life, like from a religious point of view, my whole life, I was always taught that we were like different than the other ilk. Yeah. And so partnered that with being creative. Like I just grew up on a different wavelength than what I thought was normal and stuff anyways. So, and like going to school in LA, like you go to school with almost every denomination you could think of and every like religious group there is. So it was just for sure. Yeah. Would you say that most of the people that you were around on a regular basis were people that were a part of this church community then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, uh, so like like on Mondays we would go and like clean up the church and like hang, like my dad would hang out. Like my, my parents started going to church when I was two. So like everything I know is like really like church in itself. And so in doing so, I just... Mondays we would like go and like everybody would just clean up the church. Tuesday was a prayer meeting. 
Wednesday was church service, Thursday was an outreach, Friday was a Bible study, Saturday was an outreach or part like get together. And then Sunday morning was church. The middle we hung out or went to lunch with people from the church. And then right. Sunday you night went get, to church. You go get chili cheese fries at Tommy's. Fact. Post, <laughs> or post in and out. So I grew up going to uh, church in Southern California in Pasadena. And there was a... Uh, the hat was like one block from the church that I grew up going to. So we would always go to the hat and get like pastrami sandwiches and fucking chili cheese fries. And I recently was in... Uh, I was in like Rancho Cucamonga yeah, for they work. Put, they put a hat, and there's there. there's a, the hat there, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't had this shit since I was 12 years old. Yeah. And so I went and I just sent it, and I got a fucking pastrami sandwich, and I got chili cheese fries, and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to eat it all. But I have to say, that pastrami sandwich is the fucking truth. It is. It is really fucking <laughs> good. They're it's like, so salty. Their chili's bomb, but too. it's so good. Right. Oh my god. It's on the Bible, the Bible yeah, that's the, that's like list. that was my incentive for going to church as a, as a young kid was like, well, afterwards I get to eat chili cheese fries from the hat. Did you do you know Tops? Oh yeah, of course, dude. I grew up. So I grew up like probably a mile and a half from that Tops uh, in Pasadena on. Whatever the fuck road that is. Uh, Colorado, right? Colorado. Dude, yeah. so the church I went to was, like, right down the block. Okay. From the Tops. And then there's the In-N-Out over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Tops is Tops is real fucking good. I don't want to kill you, but I don't fuck with Tops. The one really? time I ate Tops. <laughs> I don't even know anything about it. I grew up like, The one time I ate Tops. I think it's just the one spot, right? It's not a I chain. I think it is. Yeah, it's just the one. I mean, I don't know. I've never fucked with it because the one time I went... I got food poisoning and was like puking the whole oh, night. I'm not surprised. So, like we never went that back. That place is like that yeah, in Arby's. It's, it's janky. It's janky as fuck. But I I I, uh, I always fucked with Astro Burger pretty heavy, even in LA. I've never been at Astro Burger. You've never been? There's so many like I know. in the city. That's uh, like, that's I'm, the one with the like statue guy, right? Um yeah, and I think that that's like I don't know. We were talking about burgers earlier before on the mic. I feel like that that's like a like kind of that classic fucking California like style shit to me. But um what about like like it was obviously like part of your like who you were hanging around with like all the time you're like at church and hanging with people in this community, but to, like did you sense from a pretty early age like some sort of connection to God or the actual like spirituality or did you kind of just like know that this was part of your family's like culture and this is you know you were Pentecostal uh yeah I feel like you know like I feel like growing up as like from a Pentecostal standpoint like they're all about like healings and like seeing like miracles and stuff like that and I feel like as a little kid like I saw like some crazy wild stuff and like fundamentally I say I believe in God because I feel like there is definitely something bigger than me out there but I don't like label it so much as like the god of like the bible or like the god of anything like sure. to me i don't i witnessed like enough of like the bad side of it to know that like it man has turned a lot of like spirituality into like what they wanted yeah for sure where i kind of view it just more like 
there's like stuff I've gone through in my life and stuff I experienced where I'm like, damn, like if it's not God, like there is literally like something that did some shit and changed the course. Like, For sure. That shit's real. Also, like, I mean, that taps into some deep shit because I think a lot of cultures and a lot of sects of, of Judaism, Christianity, Islam, like the way that they would talk about God is like God is outside of language. God is yeah. outside of, of human understanding. And so it's this, it's this thing that is, um, it's not that it's completely unknowable, but it's that it's like, it's a mystery that is ever unraveling and you'll never get, it'll never stop unraveling. It'll just keep going. But the moment that you like try to give it a name, like a hard stop, then it sort of starts to crumble a little bit because, uh, yeah, the whole point is that it is ultimately, at the end of the day, like, it's unknowable. It's sort of just a, it's a feeling that's outside of language, you know? Yeah, and, like, for me, especially, uh, like, going to school, too, like, I learned a lot more than just, like, we're t we were taught a lot more to understand than it was to, like, claim a denomination as the right biblical one. And, like, something you, like, learn when you're, like, studying, like, religion, culture, and, like, the origins of even just what we would consider the Bible from King James, you learn that, like, Western Christianity really fucked up the goal. Yeah, and hard, so dude. when They you, fucked up so hard. They, they fucking, fucking took the message of Jesus and just, like, completely contorted it into some kind of crazy fucking imperialistic like bullshit well yeah like western christianity is so different from like traditional Juda uh, judaism and when you look at what for one like the king james bible is very emphasized on the words king and like overpower and, and kingdom and stuff and the reason being is because King James as a king wanted his priest to write the Bible in a form for his people to revere a king. Right. And so there's a lot of scriptures like this, the scripture at the end of the Bible where it says, if you take away or add to this book, all the plagues and stuff will be added to you. That shit was added. Like most of like revelations is added and misinterpreted. And just a lot of it because the whole purpose of it was to control it, it's a kingdom like if people want to be super real like a king wants to create a way to control his people so they don't get out of hand for sure and that's what the king james bible is yeah i mean even if you look at like the council of nicaea uh which is about three four hundred years after jesus's death um we're looking at a council that's like deeply political that's looking at a movement a spiritual movement that's like yo this is powerful as fuck Right? Like, this is catching fire all over the place, this message. We have to capitalize on this. And so Constantine was like, all right, let's, like, let's fucking rein it in and decide what the message is really going to be. And so then they started curating everything and deciding, like, what was going to be the Bible. And we're talking about a time when, like, most people are not literate, so they can't fucking read shit. And so now, like, we're just giving a curated list of things like almost in like a hunger games fashion of like this is the new truth tell this to the people um and like yeah that's that shit started early that started in like yeah that was like 330 ad i think was the council of nicaea 
And, uh, yeah, they, like, they stripped all kinds of shit from the Bible. They stripped all kinds of Gospels and all kinds of, like, the New Testament shit um, and Old Testament shit. And then, like you said, like, they added, they tacked shit on, too, where they were just, like, and then that kept happening, you know? Yeah, it's crazy because you got, like, Western Christianity is a fucking joke. So, like, you got to change the Bible by 6% to make a new version of the Bible. And so when you have denominations that disagree with each other, they could be, like, all these bitches are from the same place. And so they disagree on, like, one fundamental belief, and then they all of a sudden change it up, and then they want to make a new version of the Bible that is going to represent what they believe. So then they go on, and now they have their version of a King James. But it's all starting from a polluted version anyways. Yeah, right. So it's crazy. It's it's gross, dude. It's it's, uh, it's a money game. Yeah. It's the number one book sold. It's built It's built yeah. to make money. Um, and, like, yeah, we've just been, like, more interested in just, like, the core teachings of the thing, you know? And yeah, like, Dan and I have even recognized, like, as, we, as we've, like, read the Gospels and then, and then gone into, like, the rest of the New Testament, like, even if, you, as soon as you start getting into the, to the New Testament beyond the Gospels, you start to see, like, Jesus's core message start to sort of get like it starts coalescing towards this like actual religious movement as opposed to just like a spiritual principle which is what jesus was teaching you know jesus wasn't wasn't trying to start a religion and i think if he came back today he would be like what are you doing why am i on what the fuck why am i on on the wall (laughs) that's insane he would laugh he would be like why am i white (laughs) (laughs) he would definitely be like why am i white Talked a lot about that as well like at like like why Jesus isn't real, <laughs> dog. It's so like the Bible says, like his skin was as burnt copper. That's so dark from white, dude. I mean, I this is like it's pretty intense, but I I just it's my favorite thing right now to describe Jesus as like he's my favorite gay black Jew, you know, like I mean, he was never he married. was fucking dude. <laughs> Jesus was always like he was always pulling in the marginalized. That's what he was all about, and that's what he was in his time. Like, he was a marginalized person as well. Yeah, like, my thing is, I feel like one of my, like, core values is, like, whenever I do something or how people do stuff, I'm like, yo, are you stupid or dumb because you can't be both? And when people, like, debate about the Bible on, like, what the version of Christianity is to be correct and stuff, I'm like, this dude literally in the Bible told you when asked what is the greatest commandment, the greatest commandment he said was love. And then he tells, uh, who is it, Peter, uh, when Peter follows up and asks him about forgiveness, he's like, you forgive someone seven times 70. And in Hebrew, like he's saying that's infinity because seven is the number of completion. So it's infinity, what he's saying to you. Yeah, and you so, never stop forgiving people. Yeah, and you never stop loving. Like, people want to hold, like, the Ten Commandments and forget that Jesus said the greatest one was love. But yet people want to argue and bicker. So I'm like, are you stupid or dumb? Because that's like if I tell you two plus two is four and show you how to do it, but you want to debate me that four can't be true and it has to be five. I'm like, right. but this guy literally said in the book <laughs> that this is the greatest commandment, but you want to debate it still. Yeah, or motherfuckers being like, four doesn't exist. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? 
It doesn't exist. I'm like, nah, four is a fucking hoax. Deep state hoax. It's upside down. Like, Jesus Christ. You call yourself a Christian? What the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah. It's all like. It's wild. It's pretty far from like the teachings. Yeah, bro, All it's crazy. I don't know. Like, as a kid, I got in so many, like, arguments with my elders, quote-unquote. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. You guys learned the Bible from someone who learned the Bible from someone who learned the Bible. And you're learning it from pastors who disliked their version of their pastors. So they went on and became their own pastor who disliked their pastor who became yeah, on and became their pastor. there's a lot of, like, pastor. crazy indoctrination and, like, it just gets morphed over time. The message gets, like... Yeah, it starts to get a little fuzzy. The Bible is literally the worst game of telephone we could ever read. <laughs> That's amazing. That's um, great. Tell us about, like, maybe when you start kind of realizing some of this stuff and maybe start challenging some of your, your elders and kind of get into this this mindset. Yeah, so at 16, I feel like is when I had like my first moment with something that just wasn't my mind anymore and uh like I was doing I was doing a lot of bullshit and rebelling a lot a lot a lot and I felt like that was the first time I kind of like I don't know like I felt something like kind of like talk to me in a way like my uncle who passed away like he used to talk to me and stuff who was like a father to me but it was so different because it was so like loving and just like foreign to what I had as a child and uh I feel like at that moment I was like an obvious like growing up in church I like for my book reports in school I did reports on books of the bible and so I was like fluent in the bible and so like reading scriptures that I feel like have been so misinterpreted to control people started becoming a little bit more loving and encouraging to me. And sure. I think that's kind of when like the Bible and this like realization of like, damn, like Jesus like sat with people and told them like, I love you and didn't condemn them. But yet we're getting mad at people who like drink a little bit or smoke, you know what I mean? Like do all this like stupid shit and at that moment, I was just kind of like, man, all you guys are wanting to control this, like, doctrine that you think runs our church without, like, loving someone. Like, you guys care more about people being in this fucking building than you do about their well-being. Well, there's something weird about human psychology where we seem to be, like, really drawn towards the negative. I mean, even if you look at the protests right now, uh, like, a great example would be, you know, this this woman who showed up last week fucking buck naked to stop the violence from the police and she successfully did it um but she had like you know a perfect white body and social media sort of ripped her apart in terms of being like oh well this is like basically synonymous with white supremacy and and i don't want to get into the to to the nitty-gritty of that because you know there's probably some truth there and uh, but I do think it's interesting that it's just like, wait, this person showed up to like fight the fight with you and you still, you kill them. You still wanted to just hate on it. And it's not, it's not to call those people out. It's just like, it's human nature, no matter what we're doing, whether it's religion or we're protesting against the government or whatever, like we're drawn towards negativity. And like, that is sort of what I think a lot of prophets are, are, teaching humanity is like you got to fight against that because that is going to be 
like it's an evolutionary trait that's within you and you have to you have to actively rail against it otherwise you will just end up fucking hating everybody you'll find a way yeah like when you find like a negative and like a fault in someone it's easy to present yourself as a solution you know so it's like if i find a crack in the ground but i show up with cement i'm the hero right and so that's heavy bro like that's like those like truths and stuff were like shit that i was like i don't know to me it was just like you know we want to find like all these like blemishes on people and not like look past like a blemish like someone could have mud on them and you'd be like oh you're homeless but got a million dollars in the bank like you know what i mean like we view shit just because we want to be the savior to it and all that shit just bullshit like she could have very much showed up and now have like something on her where she's like I'm the reason why the cops left but the intention was never for that I guarantee like pulling up naked was not the intention of she probably thought like I'm gonna get tear gas and fucking baton in the butthole (laughs) like being naked but it was like fuck it yeah yeah but that's all we do we find faults and right it's weird that we don't want to just see like the core humanity within each other and that's sort of like that is the ultimate spiritual practice is just like can you love can you truly love your neighbor and can you truly love your enemy like and see their humanity even though you disagree like i don't like these fucking feds in our city right now i'm i don't want them and i'm like what the fuck who what kind of person would even be part of ice like fuck them yeah but at the same time like how helpful is it to just hate on them? For I mean, sure. not that, not to like condone what they're doing, but like, where do we find the space to like see their humanity so that we can, so that we can have a real conversation with those groups of people and be like, Hey, like, I, let me help you see the humanity in other people as well. Yeah. It's just, it's so much like, uh, you know, it's like if I'm wearing a hoodie and walking down the street like people assume like I'm hiding myself so I'm a little bit more suspicious so people want to be and that's anybody like you know like when you it's easier to assume the bad in people than the good because it you think it protects you and it's easier to always be walking on eggshells and be ready to jump than not because you don't want to go down knowing you want to you know like having a gotcha moment is a real thing there's a lot of people that sit on twitter to gotcha and like that's a bunch of like bullshit i am a firm believer that western christianity destroyed civilization and continues to do it and so just like even off stuff like this like dude that's just such a fucking bomb to drop and i love it but it's real like dog like people are still naming their kids after like bible figures and circumcising their kids i'm like one you're not jewish and two you guys go to church maybe on christmas or fucking easter and think you're a christian like do you not know naming your kids after something that is important to your bloodline and who you are gives more power to who they are for sure just naming them after a bible figure you don't fucking read about or go to church for yeah and also there's just this misconception of like we we talked about this in our in our most recent chat of just like Showing up to the building doesn't make you fucking anything. No. It's a, this is a, we're talking about an inward journey. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, just physically showing up 
and f- and naming your kids a thing like that means nothing. It no. means nothing. No, nothing at all. I'm like, I don't know. Like me and my wife, we we the names we have picked out are just more sentimental and like big to us, and they are just they're not even biblical names. But it's just crazy to me, like how much of like if you look at people's moral compasses and people say that they do the good thing but they still talk shit about someone behind their back it's like do you not know that's like an influence of western christianity because now you're abiding by some sort of like biblical rule that makes you a good samaritan and but yet you want you want to be a good samaritan without any of the other repercussions of being someone that's faithful so you got people who would be you know nice and good and stuff but go and like cheat on their spouse or lie and do like all this bullshit because you want to have some sort of moral compass but you don't want any other faithfulness that comes with the end of it and so it's just like western christianity whether people you know it's like my dog's a wine runner whenever she sees she's never been trained to hunt anything but whenever she sees something she points her she lifts up her back leg she points her tail and like her nose is going to show me where the squirrel or bird's at she ain't never been trained. So people think just because they've never been in church, that's just not in their DNA. Like at some point, someone in your family was touched by Western Christianity. And I mean touched. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I mean? But like that shit, those traits like continue on and you're born naturally into some sort of delusional version of what the ideal life is. Right. I see what you're saying. We have a white like Jesus, dog. Western, you know what white Jesus is? Western Christianity has like fucking thrown its tendrils into our civilization in a way that's so deep that like even if you're not christian even if you're just like a normal fucking white family in the midwest who's like yeah we're not really christian like or maybe they're actively atheists it's like they still celebrate easter though (laughs) so just the way that you live your life is like it's you are still brought up in a culture of like yeah, this bastardized version of Christianity affecting the entire American culture. Um, and like you said, like, it's generations deep. So now, like, that we're tw- it's 2020, like, if you're our age, like, that shit's in your DNA. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's just like what I said about my dog. Like, she ain't never been trained, but she does what's in her DNA. Like, that... To me, like, that shit's crazy. She's never been trained, but she knows exactly what all the other wine runners do naturally. And people, you know, like, people do the same bullshit. You got people who, like, heard people talk about God or something like that, and but never gone to church and never done any, like, sort of learning on, like, a Western Christianity religious belief. And the moment something great happens, oh, thank God. Why'd you say that? You don't believe in shit. Or, oh, man, that's the enemy working against me. But you you don't believe in God, so why is there an enemy now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just these, like, DNA things and slogans and, like, ways of life we think is morally correct and okay. Which a lot of them, like, you know, are, like, good things and, like, I think a good blueprint to be, like, a pretty okay human in life. Like, I don't want to rob you, so I probably shouldn't rob you. You know what I mean? But, like... I don't know. It's even like when people talk. I feel like people don't know the power of words because they're so used to saying shit like, I love chocolate cake. And it's like, but would you die for it? So you don't love it. That's a problem with the human language is that we just have one word for love. 
English. English is lazy as fuck. We it's don't even so laugh. Lazy. We say LOL. It's so fucking lazy. And it gets... Yeah, you're right. It's just getting lazier and lazier. Yeah. Now people are doing shit just where, like, if they agree with something, they just go, this. One fucking word. No, whatever. Or, like, yeah, someone, you know, you ask someone, like, what do you think about this book? And they're just like, it was interesting. That's not fucking descriptive in any way <laughs> no. whatsoever. That's fucking meaningless. And, yeah, it's it's super fucking lazy because, like, the in Greek, there's six different words for love. And they're very fucking specific and pretty profound, like, when you break them down. And the fact that, like, yeah, your love for your child would be the same word as your love for cheeseburgers is fucking insane because those are totally different things. Disgusting. Dude, we've taught people to have an opinion in 240 characters. A character is a letter. Right. So, like... And a space, too, between letters. Yeah, but even the fact that we taught people to have an opinion. It's like, why do you need to have an opinion? You go on the internet and everyone has an opinion about everything... And sometimes you look at people and like, dog, you're 16 and you have an opinion on the working force. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I don't know. Shit's, it's so crazy because of, and it would be like far-fetched for me to say like, that's a direct influence of Western Christianity. But in all reality, Western Christianity's taught us that everyone can have an opinion on something. And if you don't agree with me, then I can leave. Therefore, we've created a new denomination. Right. The ability right. to agree and disagree and move on and keep growing, like nobody knows anymore. So when you jump on the Internet and everyone has an opinion, it's if you don't agree with it, then fuck you and I blocked you. You're right. If we this goes way, way back, because if we could have agreed to disagree, then there wouldn't be fucking 70 denominations of the Christian church right now. There would just be one. Because within that one, it would be like, well, we agree to disagree, but at least we agree on, like, the core tenets. And instead, it was people being like, no, fuck you. I completely disagree yeah. and, like, moving on. And, like, that shit still uh, carries forward today to the point of, like, you know, you have fucking now in Portland, like, with this really important movement happening, you have white people being like, well, let me try to outwoke you right now. And it's just like, what the fuck are you disagreeing with? Like, sh sh like, sit the fuck down. Bro, it's so crazy. What are you doing? That's where I come in and I'm like, are you stupid or dumb? Because yeah. you can't be both. What are you doing? Like, it's... So, uh... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, well, just to, like, take us back into what we were talking about prior <laughs> a little bit. What is, uh, like, when... Do you start kind of like pushing back then? Because you like talked 16. about like sixteen, you you start like kind of doing like what you want. Is that also just like At 16, a culmination of like you kind of like growing up in like a really like a strict household too, and you're kind of just like rebelling against that as well? Yeah, like my parents got divorced when I was nine. My uncle passed away when I was ten, and then like I had some friends that passed away too and like for me like shit was getting like super dark and that's where like rebellious was coming from it wasn't so much like I'm actively rebelling against the rules from my dad it was just more of like 
I don't know how to cope with anything. Yeah, so the like, world's coming down yeah. on you. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like a fucking like kid. Like the last like big decision I had was like a lawyer asking me who do I like want to live with. Dude, that and shit. so yeah. for me, it was at nine years old. I'm like, oh, who do I love more? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fucked up. And so now, like, I'm going through life with like this fucked up. And like, I'm Mexican. Like, we never did like any counseling and shit. Like, it was just take it on the chin and keep working and keep moving. And so, and my dad, my dad grew up gangbanging since he was like 10 or 11 and like didn't have a father. My grandma had eight kids and like none of them knew their fathers. So, like, my dad didn't know. Till this day, I don't think really knows how to be a father. How did he find the church? Do you know? So, like, so in L.A., you had in the 70s a really... So, after the Zeus Street Revival, uh, what would that be? In, like, the 40s and 50s, I'm, I think. Uh, you had a big wave of, like, tent revivalists coming all through L.A. after that. Because uh, now L.A. was like a hot spot for Christianity and not just the Bible Belt, which would be like central and southern, which is crazy because that's where slavery was at. And uh, but as they started making their way through in the like late 60s and 70s, a lot of hippies and gang members were like converting to Christianity. And so throughout that time you know you have a lot of like churches that are starting to be built up that look a lot like you like most of the people in there are people you used to excuse me gangbang with and do a lot of crazy shit with so like my dad had a couple partners who like got saved and started going to church and just through like the weeds like that's how he kind of found church and stuff and you know uh and crazily enough like most of the hippies and like gang former gang members and stuff were a part of pentecostal churches because that was the big boom in like the 40s and 50s and stuff that happened and you know so you had a lot of and frankly that's really where like pentecostal christianity came out of too because you had a lot of hippies that were playing electric guitars and shit where like hymn music and the organs were like what was the christianity book of worship And so when you had a lot of hippies coming in, playing the guitar, drums, playing an alternative version, that broke away from uh, conservative Christianity and created Pentecostal Christianity because they were wild and they were preaching on the doctrine of the day of Pentecost in the Bible. Yeah, and this also this like idea, and maybe this is a, a stereotype, but like when I think Pentecostal, I just think like speaking in tongues. Is like sort it's of a like big a, thing of it. It's yeah. like a big piece of just like, and no other faction of Christianity is like receive the Lord and and like let it flow through you and speak in tongues. You know, yeah, dude. I still just like interpret that that whole part of the Bible much differently than someone like outspoken in tongues. Like it still to me speaks to a universal language, and it's like. They were speaking in love, and that's why everybody was able to understand, like, what they were doing. Yeah, so you go, like, what is it in Genesis with the Tower of Babel? Right, right. Where, like, people were speaking in one language together, and God's, but they were doing that to get, make a tower built up to the heavens to find God. And God, like, cursed everybody to speak a different language from each other. And I've, I've always viewed it as, like, because, like, shit, like, I've seen people, like, praying tongues and, 
somebody like in like a prof a prophet would like come through our church and interpret what that person was saying and like look at somebody and like say some really specific shit that nobody ever knew and they would like bust down crying just to tell you it was true and i'm like some of that shit you can't fake like some of that's we're not like some mega church we're like 60 people in our church I know that lady, she, like, changed my diaper growing up. Like, she does not know this man that just came here. And a lot of, like, crazy shit like that. And I'm like, you know, it's like when... I love using my dogs as examples for stuff because I feel like they taught me a lot. But, like, when I'm with my dogs outside doing stuff, I look at them and they'll listen to me without saying something. Like, if they're messing with some shit that they shouldn't be messing with... I'll just, like, turn and look at them, and they'll stare, stare at me and then come over back to me. And, like, feel the energy. Yeah, it's well, like... you got some good fucking dogs, then. Um, we, we train them well. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, but, I like, me and my family point, say though, shit together to without point, talking. Like, I feel like religion, all religions, have, like, this core truth. Even, like, speaking in tongues, like, has a core truth, but it's floating in this sort of, like sea of untruths uh and so it gets a little fucking messy but like like what you're saying is like well but some of it is real like some of it is definitely real some of it is fucking fake and performative and whatever and we could even see that like with the protests right now in portland like it's this is not necessarily a function of religion it's a function of human nature Mm -hmm. of like some some of this shit like when we really believe something like yep some people are going to show up and like do it in a real way and some of it is going to be sort of like kind of fake um and i think that that is like been sprinkled through every fucking religion you have all kinds of people you know just wanting to be like what steps do i need to take to prove that i am like getting closer to god and it's like no you don't take any steps really i mean you just fucking wake up and take a breath and like that's being close to god just being alive i mean as for a good example like you ever just be like driving down the street and see like a palm reader store yeah and has it ever crossed your mind we both live in portland well i live in portland so yeah Yeah, does it ever cross your mind and be like how the fuck do you stay in business it's crazy man there's one in sherwood that's huge it's like it's a big old house and I'm like, how the fuck do you stay in business? Yeah, who's going in there? Do you yeah. feel like most people go in there for, like, a novelty thing? Like, just, you know, like, it's just like, let's go do this for I fun. think there's some of that, but I think there's a lot of Karens that just are sort of like, I believe in Jesus, but I also like this shit, too. And they just want to, like, sort of believe in all of it. Because everybody wants it, like, I... I mean, maybe not everybody, but, like, I think that that sense, like, you want to know what's yeah. going to happen, right? So, like, maybe it's it probably stems a lot from that and us wanting to, like, really have control over what's going to happen, even though that's impossible, you know? And you can only set yourself up to be prepared for things. But, like, you don't know when shit's going to unfold. And uh, what? But, like, my point with that is, like, obviously some people have had an experience with that where that shit was real. Right. Because yeah, there's, there's some word one of mouth thing, element to it. Yeah, if there's one thing the Bible teaches you is that people are born with gifts. Talk about magic a lot in the Bible. Yeah, so if you're born naturally like blessed to be a prophet, who's just like in the according to the Bible that gift never leaves you. And so 
who's to say like I don't see you you come into my shop you and I see you and I know exactly I'm a prophet God speaking to me whether I'm doing it in a traditional Western civilization way or not but I'm like using my gift to tap into something that sees something that you don't know and no one else does as a prophet and so my point with all that is you have a lot there's a lot of them but people still go why because other people say hey like this person says some shit that really happened you should go see them because you got some stuff you want to know about and those scenarios could be real as fuck like that person's really tapping into something and you know what i mean and like but then you got a lot of people who see it as a money grab the same way a lot of people see a church as a money right. grab like let's get some ties and offering and get me a bentley and yeah, like it's, it's yeah. hard to fucking know what's what's legit and what's a money grab i mean even if you look at like fucking osho in oregon are you familiar with like osho the bogwan the whole uh the there's a documentary wild wild country yeah 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 Yeah, so this motherfucker and this is during like there's this big (laughs) fucking or he was at one point he had like 70 bentley's or something exactly so we're talking about this we're talking about a dude (laughs) who was like the accounts of of encountering this guy before he started this insane project in Oregon to build like a compound in the middle of fucking nowhere, nowhere. to house 10,000 people like before he did that he was a spiritual teacher in India where like when people walked into the room they were like changed like and there are so many accounts of people being like when i encountered this being it changed me and so like maybe he was a little bit of both maybe he was tapped in and then he fucking lost his way and started Yo, buying money Bentleys. changes people what was that money changes people for sure and power changes people yeah power changes people fucking more than i mean money for sure power though i mean the saying sticks like power corrupts like as soon as someone gets power so like i i think with Osho, because if you read some of his shit, like, some of the early shit is actually, like, it's legit. Like, it's very profound. And then you look at, like, what he did later, and it's just like, yeah, he just was corrupted by by, by the earth. Like, by the same shit that, like, any prophet warns you against is, like, you know, when you, when you start to get close to God, like, you are going to be tempted by by this other side of the world like you you ever have like a bad day or like some shit's going on and you like hug your mom and grandma and all of a sudden it feels like the world's not gonna end anymore like there's i've never taken dmt but like people who take dmt will always they all will tell you like they're they will give you similarities and experience that's that they had and dmt is not like taking you outside of like it's a natural a lot of it's just some natural shit that's putting you in a place to see something else that's natural and i'm a huge believer that like like the word imagination is bullshit and just you see like control people to like subdue like this world like we're supposed to see and stuff and like the stuff that i paint and like how i create and do stuff is very much non-existence and i just kind of bring some shit out of nowhere and create it myself and I feel like in those moments, I'm kind of like I'm like the most free because I'm doing something that feels the most real to me outside of kind of just seeing this bullshit all around me all the time. And so like all those things partnered around on like 
I don't, like you could just like hug your mom and just kind of feel like yo like the world's not gonna end and all this because, just fuck shit because there's something else out it's also but because different. like that connection is god i think like that that energy it's, that it's what into. it's what connects people like the thing that the the web that connects all people like that is what god is and so like of course that's the thing that's gonna make it okay when you fucking hug well yeah warner abuela, brother like, you're taught just gonna us. be like fuck yeah like i feel not only do you feel her love but like that connection between that god between you becomes like super fucking heightened because you're right next to each other mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know i think that's so beautiful man i think that's so fucking beautiful yeah warner brothers taught us with the looney tunes when cartoons are black and white that heaven has to be above you because when you're looking at 2D animation, they had to make something go up and down for movement and depth. So Warner Brothers taught us with Looney Tunes that heaven was up and then that hell was down because that's how they can animate and show you something. And the Bible teaches us that heaven is all around us. It's now. It's here. Yeah. So the kingdom like, on earth. It's the yeah, theme so of this people, podcast been, right we, now. We've been talking about that a lot. Just is like that the, heaven the is right now. Of like, so many people are just like thinking about the afterlife and like getting into heaven or like not yeah. going to hell when they're like so I, i'm just like a firm believer that like when you tap into like your animation and you kind of just break out of what like a schooling system has taught you to control like you got to think about it when you're growing up in school a school teaches you that if you finish all your work right now you can draw the last couple minutes before recess or the last couple minutes like, you don't have time to create and use your imagination. Right. It's all play. doctrine and yeah. control. And so when you have people... Like, look at kids who, like, talk to themselves. But they swear up and down they're talking to, like... There's someone right there. It's an imaginary... We call it an imaginary friend to dilute it. But they legit have conversations with those people. And so whenever a kid's having a conversation with someone they're working out or anyone in general whenever people have conversations they tend to start working out what they believe and what they want to really say and so whatever that kid's doing in that moment the imaginary friend they're working out what their future is about to be and we disregard all that because we want to make imagination like a bad thing but i'm like bitch like imagination is probably what the heaven is that we're supposed to right, be living that's the in the realm that's the yeah. Real. I'm like people take drugs and that's to also get where in there. Everything gets created from. <laughs> I feel like other other people have touched on this, but like just the idea that like anything that exists in our world, even a fucking t-shirt or a shoe, started off in someone's imagination. Yeah. So it came from that realm. It came from the primordial soup of human consciousness of someone just being like, oh fuck, it'd be dope to have that in our world and then they fucking make the wheel yeah like and then like civilization moves forward and all of these things get created but anything that gets created in the world comes from like this other realm that you're talking about yes sir i also just want to say that like talking about heaven on earth right now the sun for me like it's coming through these trees and i'm fucking chilling with you guys and like yeah, Dan is like one of my best homies and I don't know you but we're but we're having this amazing conversation and like when we were talking we about that I was just like, Yeah, too. this is this is it though. This is it for me right now. Like Yeah, like I'm enjoying the moment. I don't I'm, Yeah, I'm enjoying it so much. Any anything that I 
like make creatively i don't feel like i ever own i just feel like i happen to like hear it or see it and like let everybody else hear it and see it that's what this guy this guy talks about that a lot I, we've talked to like a lot of creatives and songwriters about that like where it's just like something that's just like moving through you it's like yeah it's, so we got so segued from the original question it's okay no this is I, no, we're still on is, it. We're still, we're still on, on it. Like, this is we're we're talking spirituality and shit, and like yeah, we're yeah, still we're in still it. we're still super in it. Um, I guess one of my curiosities is if you start having these, you start having these kind of like revelations within yourself, like around sixteen, and kind of start to rebel and shit. So like, what lands you with the decision? Like, obviously, you explained your decision why you don't go to art school, but like, what draws you into like? attending a christian university after kind of starting to have some ill will towards things and recognizing some flaws in the system it was it was so like 16 i feel like everything changed for me and i like i was just like i didn't need a lot of this stuff anymore to cope and like live life anymore like you know get through life and so for me it was just kind of like if I had that one moment that kind of changed everything for me, it's foolish to think that there's not another moment and another moment and like more defining right, moments just in my it's life. It's just going to keep going. There's not yeah, just the like one. the mentality, like a poverty mindset teaches you that there's only enough for me and no one else. So I got to be stingy and a king mentality teaches you that there's more than enough for the kingdom. And so I've at that moment, I was just like, Yo, like, if I feel really great in my life for the first time in years, like, there's probably, like, this is a high I probably want to keep going after and, like, having and seeing where it could keep going. And so for me, it was just all I knew growing up was Christianity. And I knew that I had these moments that kind of were reshaping me and redefining my life and how I wanted to live it, how I wanted to view it, how I wanted to treat people and stuff. And so you know unfortunately like that's all i knew so i was like if i go to like one of the most if i go to a school that teaches more than just boundaries like a, a lot of other bible schools then i'm probably going to learn a little bit like i at a university level i'm going to learn a little bit more than what i'm going to teach myself and from other people's opinions and so i was just kind of like if i spend more time learning a little bit more from other people who learn spent their life learning about other sides of it then it'll probably be more beneficial for me than just going to a therapist. Like, I've never been a therapist, so I was like, I don't know where to go except for just education and school. So, you know, if I went to a art school, they were going to keep me in a box and continue to teach me one thing, but ultimately I just wanted to feel happy, so I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to feel happy. Yeah, they were probably going to suck the energy out, out of you, like, even yeah. wanting to do art, and that's kind of, like, usually where people land on that. They either, like, really love it, and it's, like, beneficial for them, or, like, ruins, like, the thing that they loved once is, like, forever changed. Yeah, and the school I was going to, it, uh, it's like known as like the school of Disney. So pretty much like if you're really good at what you do, it's more Disney only hires people from there. So and Pixar. So at the time it was like, do I want to go somewhere and only I know like how hard I work and how motivated and goal orientated I am to be the best at what I'm doing all the time to like 
a, a huge ass fault. And so I'm like, if I go there, I'm gonna end up getting to a place where I'll have a job, whether it was at Disney or Pixar, but that was my goal. Wait, what was this school? CalArts. 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 CalArts, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. California okay. by Six Flags in Valencia. That's a Bible school. No, it's an art no, no, school. It's the same like the school he could have gone to. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. I see, okay. And so yeah. I would have ended cool up stuff. going there, working really hard to get a job at one of these places, and only end up slaving and working for another creative's vision my whole life and not being happy. Yeah, and kind of getting probably blinded by the money and everything that yeah, would have been in like a Pixar or I Disney mean, like job. maybe money. Like you're just working on like a salary job, you know what I mean? For sure. So like ultimately my thing was I'm like super happy and I want to get I want to be more happy. So and that was like the driving course of it. Yeah. What university did you end up coming to? Uh Bethel. Okay. Yeah. And so for me it was like I don't know. I hated it, but it was the most fire experience cuz at the end of the day I learned the most about me whether I liked learning some pieces about me or not. But I feel like if I didn't go there, I probably wouldn't be married today because I would still not trust myself. And so if I didn't trust myself, I would just be fucking bitches and getting money. So now I just fuck my wife and make money. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Right. You still, you know, you get a little bit of it all, except your wife is... uh Definitely a lovely person, I'm sure. Yeah, like she's my best friend, man. She's like, close fuck. we've had so many like, that's she's my dog, man. Like we do, we're about to have a kid. Like, How long have you guys been married? We are going on two years now, okay. and so we've been together going on almost five years now. And uh, I don't, it's just been crazy. Like I feel like, like I said, like I love like being like the best and like something like that to a fault. And so for me, like growing up in a household that broke apart, it feels really good to have a chance at doing that and seeing if I could do it correctly or if there even is a correct way to it. And I feel like with everything I've learned, you know, like on my own and with school, like I have really good tools to, you know, like I, I'm, me and Hannah got married because I wanted to marry her, not because I thought it was what I was supposed to do next. And, uh, like, even with us having our kid, like, our life is extremely good. And it kind of just felt selfish not to have a kid at this point more than, it, you know, and, I, like, for a lot, of, for some people, like, they kind of just, like, a kid's not expected. Like, we were trying to have a kid. Like, our life is extremely comfortable and good. And so... I was like, maybe this is a great time for me to try to be a father and like, you know, just keep yeah, progressing cool, and challenging well, and would, doing some would shit. Would you be willing to expand a little bit on that idea of like, you said like, it seems selfish to not have a kid at this point? I could try. Uh, you know, like mine and Hannah's relationship is consistently amazing. Like we, we have like arguments and like disagreements and stuff, but we're both firm believers in agree to disagree and our core values have always been the same with each other. Um, you know, like honesty and like trust are huge things for us. Like we work at a relationship all the time and 
you know, like financially, like our life is extremely good and stuff. And so it was just kind of like, and outside of that, like every, like our lives are great, really. And it was just kind of like, I've always wanted to have a family. She's always wanted to have a family. So it was just, what are we going to do? Like wait another year because we're going to convince ourselves like let's just save for a year to have a baby but it was like but we've been saving this whole time and our money is still coming in and we're still like we could take a vacation right now go spend a shit ton of money come back and like never feel like we spent money and so it was like why selfishly continue doing those things when we could just have a kid now like we both want it you get to do it like from this like standpoint of being like really financially stable and not yeah like like most people are afraid to have a kid because they're like it's so expensive and by all means like we're not rich but like shit like if we had a kid we could go on a vacation and like do the same bullshit we were doing on vacation (laughs) it like there's no and granted like the vacation is on the pinnacle but a lot of people save up their whole lives to take that one magical vacation and like we've been doing that shit and so it's like if we're not obviously saving up for these moments in our life anymore yeah so why not just like have a kid and like well, let sounds that like kid your be magical vacation is having the kid yeah it's like, not going it's not going to costa rica it's not fucking i'm trying going to go to, to costa jamaica, rica, though, and jamaica. <laughs> it's it's having the kid it's having that experience you know yeah like i don't know and shit if i die i want my blood going on you know what I mean? I want my bloodline to continue. So that's really just my attempt at explaining that. But it was just really like, it's just out. Like I've lived enough, I've lived more life than probably a lot of people have. If you, if people think in like certain ways of life, like, and I'm still living it just in different ways now. And I'm happy. Like there's, I don't know. I just feel like, all roads were eventually going to live here, move here. I don't want to be 40 years old and my kid is 10. You know what I mean? So I was like, let's just start now and like grow up with our kid and see I'm what going happens. To be at least <laughs> if I have one. <laughs> You'll be 40 years old and your child will have just been born, Daniel. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's cool, man, to like be able to do it like that and make those like the decisions about it, you know doesn't have to be this surprise thing yeah and like i feel like i don't know like obviously like how i'm doing life isn't like the shouldn't be like the blueprint for everybody but at the end of the day like how i choose to be a human i would love for that to be a blueprint for at least someone and if it's not for someone at least it'll be for my kid because for sure we got enough like fuck boys out here who are being like douchebag you know going to the protests and stuff who are being just to be different they want to be anti and do some fuck shit and yeah you know the least i could do at the end of the day for like our world is like teach someone to be a good human give them some markers i think for me doing this podcast one of the most powerful things that i've received was one of our guests talking about um this book siddhartha by Herman Hess. Um, it just came up on the last chat that we had, which I don't know if that'll come out 
before or after, but it doesn't I matter. Know, I didn't even know you retained this part yeah, of the but, conversation. I just but, thought you were in space. Oh, <laughs> you don't remember anything from last podcast. I was no. like, whoa, you're going to reference no, the so, podcast we did yesterday. So <laughs> just vaulting with the With Siddhartha, thing. though, this moment of this very uh, spiritually awake person encountering the Buddha, right? The most spiritually awake person on the planet at the time. And listening to them teach... And hearing their teachings and going, yeah, those are really good. But also having this framework of being like, I still need to like figure it out for myself because they're so spiritually awake. And I feel like the ultimate move as a father is to create the entire story of like, at first, like I just give you like the groundwork as a child of what spirituality is. And then like, give you some room to sort of explore and question and challenge and then drop like the real real on you and let you know like what it's really about and then from there in doing that you're letting them know like the only way you're gonna find it is your path you're never gonna find it from someone else's path you're only gonna find it the way that you're gonna find it and i can't i all i can give you is tools to figure that out but i can't figure it out for you yeah on mama i am never teaching my kid like influences of western christianity if they end up being a part like more power to them and i'll always support them just like any of my friends but i'm but you do not fuck with it. Like, yeah, you're, like you're I'm like not going to be like. From it. Yeah, I wouldn't ever. Sure, but like, I wouldn't expect them. that you would. I would expect that you would teach your kids though, this like a curiosity of the world. Teach yeah, your kids yeah, yeah. spiritual values. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the spiritual yeah. values of like yeah, like a reverence for like the beauty of nature. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching these like basic things that like these are tools that you can use to find God and what God really is, which is this ultimate mystery that no one can name. So much so that we, Hollywood fantasizes so much about aliens, like foreign beings coming down from the heavens and like influencing us and changing us. And so I definitely believe that there's aliens, but you know what I mean? Like we fantasize so much about, we fantasize so much about it that we've developed the big bang theory because as smart ass people, we can't, create we we can't do a mathematical equation to figure out where that that person is or that being is that we've created something that we could kind of mathematically and formulate in a science way Humans and tell you that there's a, big a framework bang. so right now like the prevailing belief system is science and so within science what's the framework that we can build to understand the world yeah but who's to say that 10,000 years from now, if there were still beings existing, that they wouldn't be like, no, it started from the first consciousness yeah. just saying, like, I decide to be. And then, I don't know, like, yeah. maybe they'll have a completely different understanding of it. I think it's like a, also just like a lot of people like being very bored with their lives and they're like waiting for this event to happen that is going to like shift it into this thing that feels like a movie mm-hmm. or like, you know, feels like the thing that they wanted to be in when like, yeah, when that shit is like in front of them. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, like, like, like this park, like someone created this park but they didn't plant these trees and stuff. They just put a barrier around what was already here. 
And like we do like the same exact shit. Like we want to figure out how to put something in a box to control it. Like because that it was like what I was saying earlier. Like we like find faults and like blemishes on people so that we could like be the savior to it. So when I figured out who God is and I find those in you, I can be your savior now. I automatically become Jesus. Sure. And so, you know, it's so polluted. Like, it is. you go to like. Well, I just had this realization that, like, uh, in terms of like spirituality, religion, whatever, um, sort of like cheap American Christianity would be the equivalent of like just going to the park and just sitting in this like football field sized area that has some like old growth trees. And some nice grass, and we're just chilling here. And it is beautiful. It's nice, but, like, yeah, it's tiny. But, like, what about going to the forest? Like, what about diving in the ocean? You know? Like, what about, like, the expansive part of it? Like, we're, we're like you're saying, we're trying to wall it off. We're trying to, like, close it in. And it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, like, it's, uh, I mean, control. It's just control. Like, we said it earlier, like power and money corrupt people and whether you become a pastor of like leading a group of people and you ever get greedy with money or anything like that ultimately you're telling your whole congregation I'm the pastor so if there's like if there's any decision you want with the church please come to me but you put the please in front of a command where the church according to the bible is the gathering of people and so the fact that you have a you bought a building that's cool but you want to hide control and whether you consciously know what's going on or not you want to hide control with a question from someone that is viewed as uh underneath you and stuff underneath you on the totem pole and it just i mean it's just like it's ultimate like bullshit because like if one I'm financially like pouring into this church to keep the lights on and stuff. And I'm also serving it. Why are you the person telling me what to do? And you obviously get a lot of rebellion in it. That's where like first Corinthians comes in with Paul, the apostle with the Corinthian church and stuff. But at the same time, why is it like, I love it. Terrible to say almost in today's day, but I love a lot of what Kanye has always, what Kanye has always said. And Kanye says, why should one man have all the power? And it's such a true thing, man. Like, I would hate my fucking life if my wife thought I was the decision maker and the only power in our marriage. Like, I want her to, you know, I would hate if any of my friends couldn't have an opinion because I'm the opinion. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if I, the greatest thing... Like, uh, my boss of the company I work for, he's like, I don't hire people to work for me. I hire talent to work with me. And so for me, that's always been like significant. So I'm like, dude, you make so much fucking money, but you always like, when you hired me, you said, I don't hire people to work for me. I hire people, I hire talent to work with me. And so even though there's still obvious that you're my boss and I'm the employee, <laughs> there's that world of a great leader will always define what's happening as working with each other and not for me. And so, you know, you had Jesus who told his apostles to go and do stuff. 
when he could have did it. It's like Michael Jordan. Did you guys see the last yeah. dance? It's like oh, Michael yeah. Jordan telling Pippin or anyone else, like, hey, I'm going to throw you the fucking ball and yeah. you better make it. A great leader right. tends to play with a team and not control. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all. That's all good shit, man. The last dance. The last dance is, is life changing. It just came on Netflix. Yep. So. I'm so stoked to watch it again. Yeah. We just saw, we just finished it yesterday. That shit was fire, man. And like, but that shit, it was cool to watch it because I'm like, have you seen the David Frost documentary on Netflix? No. Dude, as a music lover, you should watch it. It's the most. The David fire. Frost. Yeah, it's so fire. All right. And. uh but when you like look at those people who are so focused on creating the greatness they could possibly do and pushing themselves, you realize that people that really care about something are never the focal point. They tend to make a really good team and play with the team. Right, because they care about the thing that they care about, not themselves being seen caring about the thing. They just yeah. care about the thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Mike was definitely trying to be the greatest he was trying to win but he gave up the ball he passed the rock yeah because fucking phil jackson did acid became the guru for for michael jordan so far he told him and he said he said mike i'm gonna teach you to be a good ball player like a good team player i love (laughs) phil jackson i love phil jackson so much it's amazing i'm not a laker fan because i love kobe as a player i didn't love a kobe i didn't love kobe as a player on the Lakers. Uh, It's the same reason why I didn't love watching anything from, like, Reggie Miller's my favorite basketball player, but I hated watching Reggie Miller play. And it's the same (laughs) reason why I love LeBron James, but I hate watching LeBron James play. I feel you. Or, like, Mike Bibby, Jason Kidd. It's because those dudes... I can't believe, though, that you would grow up in Southern California and not... Just be I forced myself to be a Clippers fan You're because Clippers I didn't. Fan. I know, I know, I know I'm not a, a Clippers fan. I'm a Blazers I fan. Know a lot, I know a lot of these you people that like you know chose to rebel against you the Lakers. Even I live in California. The Blazers What's colors. Up? You right even now? live in California. I live in California all my life <laughs> up until seven years ago. Where? In Corona. He didn't even live in California. I didn't live in California? <laughs> Yo, all Corona has the greatest paintball park, SE Village. Yeah, I used to deliver pizza there all the time. You told me that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my point is, is that these people, I didn't feel like they really always played with a team, and so I didn't ever like them. So, But I loved Phil Jackson. Who, who couldn't love the coach? I love like the person behind the scenes. Who couldn't love he the coach that the has eleven rings? Greatest basketball players of all time, multiple, all time, yeah. multiple college, yeah. not overseas, just one. not just the one, like the ones. Yeah, I didn't know that he's the reason why the triangle yeah, really he exists. The triangle offense. The he assistant coach for the uh, Bulls at the time was trying to implement it. And the coach was like, no, nah, fuck that. So then when Phil Jackson became coach, yeah, he dude. implemented Phil it. Phil changed the game. Bro, the fucking triangle is used in every sport. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a, yeah. He changed the game, and then he had the greatest player to fucking put it, put it into play. Yeah. You know? That so, shit was crazy. Uh, watch The Last Dance. Put it on the Bible Buds watch list. It's there. Uh, Danny, this is uh, stuff. Thanks for fucking... Coming and hanging in the park with us and yeah, talking talking to us about your uh, 
you know, your experiences and shit. So people got to know where you're at and whatnot. Um, yeah, this was cool. I, uh, I don't really get to like talk to people, you know, cause like this isn't like a, Hey, let's go grab a beer and talk about this conversation. Right. <laughs> but it sort of is. Dude. Yeah, it sort of is. I'm curious to know to sort of wrap things up. Like, I don't know where, how would you describe like where you're at now? With spirituality Like clearly you don't really Fuck with religion And Dan and I don't either So There's no issues with that But like Obviously you're also not like a, a Strict like Materialist Who Is completely atheist And like mm-hmm. Just believes in Whatever you can see So like Where do you find yourself now After all of this That we've talked about I try Sometimes like People don't see it but my intentions are pure. I try and like love and support people as much as I can. Cause like I said, like when Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment is, he said love. And when he was asked how many times should I forgive someone? And he said 70 times seven, you know, like, no, I feel even with like hardship, like no matter what, like my only purpose in this life is just to love someone and support someone and so people make mistakes I make mistakes and so if if I can make a mistake all the time and learn to live with myself somebody that makes a mistake I shouldn't hold that against them and not support them anymore and not love them and so that's kind of like that's kind of like where I live my life just love and support people it's a solid ending it's a solid ending. Fuck Trump. Thing. Fuck cops and fuck Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, we usually like to end this uh, this podcast with like, uh, you know, don't be a fucking racist. You guys want to pray? Um, no, we don't usually pray. Um, I mean, unless you need something. Yeah, if you if, if you, you need if, you us know, to lift you up in a way, then we, we, we won't we'll try. Sending all the good vibes for your nah, your, your child on the way. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll pray for that. Very, that's very fucking cool, man. And uh, if you want, we'll, we can. If you want us to play it out with a jam, we can play the episode out with a, a, a song if you'd like. We don't have to, but I, I definitely want to give you the, the option if you want to. Could I play like a new exclusive? Yeah, if you give us a new exclusive. Then, yeah, hell then yeah. Exclusive fucking drop right here on Bible Buds. We're about that. That'll be super fire. Um, do you know what it is yet? Yeah, it's called Dolly. Like Salvador Dolly. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's called Dolly. Dolly. We're going to put it in Fuck here. Trump. We're going to put it here at the end. Um, yeah, dude, thanks for hanging with us and just, like, sharing about your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool hanging, like, to get a... Like you said, you don't usually, like... These aren't usually the topics of conversation when you go, like, meet up with somebody. And that's uh, it's kind of, like, what we, we have found through this podcast, too. Like, people have, like, spoken about that, that they don't really, like, talk about this shit often. So, uh, yeah, cool to learn learn more about you and not just uh, about like how you got heavy into to art and everything and uh yeah i appreciate you yes sir it's and not a program but it's no, a program it's, it's not a program it's like it's a different program it's a bud um, uh smoke pray love don't be a fucking racist smoke pray love bless up bless up bless up yeah. <laughs> fuck trump
drop it, you copy them posts. Bitch, I'm so real like I'm Dolly. Really the most and no maybe. Question my name, you stupid or dumb. My face is a credit, I use it like Visa. Bitch, we be playing for keeps. Selling your soul, you cheap. I put in the work, no sleep. Bitch, this ain't luck, it's a dream. All on my cake, I eat. Split with my dogs and keep. Vision for millies, I got. Teach all my people to plot. Screw to my partners and fuck all the cops. Fuck all the haters and pussy and ops. Don't bother me, bitch, for no beef. Unless it's with Pino and cheese. My pockets, they healthy and green. My VVs, they shiny and seen. I need me some more on the ring. I started like Will and I sit on the throne as a kid. Pulling a ski mask. Whipping that ass class. Stacking my cheese cash. I wash them and clean racks. Bitch, you be hating and mad. I do it like Michael, one bad. I change on my way like the coast. I drop it, you copy them posts. Bitch, I'm so real like I'm Dolly. Really the most and no maybe. Question